0: Celtic are out of the league cup at the first hurdle after going down one 0 Kelly at Rugby Park this afternoon. This is Tino and Paddy bringing you the match reaction from a pretty disappointing afternoon. Paddy, what's your initial thoughts on the result?
1: Um, really, really poor performance. Um, I think that, albeit we don't want to go out the any tournament. Um, I think it's the the way in which we did as well. I get that if it, if it was a fight uh, uh, to try and and like. Sorry, I'll repeat that. I, I, I get that it's like it's a difficult one sometimes when we come up against it and we're we're knocking at the door and it's just not falling our way. But there was absolutely nothing from us today. Um and you know, question marks over several players and whether or not A, they're buying into what Brendan Rodgers is, is trying to implement, or B, they want to be here at all. Um it was it was very lackluster, the full game.
0: And I think they're both pretty Fair assessments or fair questions to be asking, should I say. Um, if you were to ask me to sum up the whole thing in one word, flat would be one of the words at the top of my mind, Paddy. I just, thought, I just thought it was a lack of fight. Listen, if you're not quite on board yet with the manager's tactics, if it's all taking a bit of getting used to, particularly after two years of Angeball, ball, that's fine. But don't turn out in a Celtic shirt for any game and not really give your all and you know, knock your pan in particularly in a, in a cup game of football. And I think ultimately you could bring it down to Comarnock's players scrapping for everything okay. and ours not. And, and listen, there's no doubting, of course Celtic have got players of higher quality and, and the the money we pay for players tells you all of that. But Comarnock have played to their strengths and, and fight and desire are two of the basics in football. And I just think we lacked it across the park.
1: I, I totally agree with you. I think that um, they wanted it more Comarnock. Um, I say this about the, the park and I'm not in any way uh, making an excuse for us here. It was almost as if our players were expecting the ball a lot more uh, whereas I think that Kilmarnock read the, the flow of the play a lot easier than what we did as well. But again, that comes from just just giving 100%. Just giving 100% that we were nowhere near it today and uh, I just think that it was uh, I don't know, uh, I think that a lot of them were expecting an easy game today. Um, Albeit with the changes that we had to make in our back line as well. Um, I I think that a lot of them were just thinking we would coast it. And um, I hope there's a rude awakening for a lot of them that are in that changing room right now.
0: I really hope so. Um, It's easy, or it would be easy for the likes of ourselves and others to say or to put a large portion of the blame on the pitch. You know, it's easy to come out to say... Park's awful, doesn't allow for free-flowing football, shouldn't be allowed in the top flight. And whilst all of those things are true, Paddy, it just falls into excuse culture, doesn't it? When, regardless of that, that that is a factor. But out with that factor, we should be doing so much better. Brendan Rodgers was asked post-match, you know, what's the toughest thing about coming to Rugby Park? The pitch. Straight off, said the pitch. Emphasised that he didn't want to use it as an excuse, but it is a reason. it lets you and I move away from that, right, so we can park that to one side and accept that it's not great, it's far from ideal, but beyond that, there's just so much more at play and as you say, maybe a couple of guys turned up expecting to win, but there's enough guys in that side, I know is new to it, Holmes new to it, Yang as well, who came on, but there's so many guys in there that have spent dozens of games at Rugby Park, Callum McGregor, Tony Ralston, Greg Taylor used to play on it, Uh, various other bodies that they should know how to get us through a, a tie like that and, and should know how to navigate a tie like that and I just uh, think it looked well, see.
1: Well, do you know, we forget that we've got one at our training ground as well. You know, like, I, I just, it looked as if they hadn't kind of used that kind of surface before or, or they didn't know how to read the bounce of a ball on that kind of surface and I get the grass is, is what they play on every week. I understand that and I'm not, I know we're trying to pull away from it, but you're a professional footballer. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. You should be in and about. If they're in and about your face, you should be doing it back. It was arrogance from our performance today. And that is a massive, massive statement as to why we played so poor. Arrogance.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Strong words, but can't argue uh, with it at the moment. Let's look at the lineup, Paddy. So we'd suggested there was potential for up to three starting debuts. Laga Bielka was going to be an obvious one, given the lack of options at the back. Um, and he did step in, of course, next to Navrotsky. Then you've got Odin Tiago home, taking his place alongside McGregor and O'Reilly in the midfield. I thought Yang would have got the nod, but he had to come on. And we'll get to him later, because mm-hmm. maybe one of the few positives out of the game. But what about Lagerbielka and home? How do you think they both fared, uh, particularly across the first half?
1: Again, like I, I take nothing away for these guys and what they're, they're, they're coming into. Um, but what they seem to come into was a bit of uncertainty today. I don't know how we were really shaping up against Kelly. I don't know if the players were expecting another team, the third team domestically in Scotland this season to kind of come at, our, uh, like come at us and basically try and put us under a lot of pressure. Um, the intensity from Celtic um, is what ticks us over, is what we've seen last season under under Ange, and I think that they were nowhere near that level required. But that takes a full eleven players play at that intensity as well. Um, so I, I don't really want to judge them on this today. I still think it's very, very early days for those guys. But those around, whether this is a tactic thing, Tino, or whether this is a, again, like I've mentioned, just a, a slight arrogance to the opposition and the competition as well. Um, but for me, I don't know if the tactics was just to slow it down any time I went out for a throw in or any time for a corner. There was no urgency at all. Um, and I played into the commander's hands, gave them time to rest, gave them time to, you know, all the running about that we do make teams do. They, they were finding an energy and they kept up with us for the nine minutes.
0: Yeah. Paddy, that that urgency, that intensity, that we never stop mentality that we've lived and breathed for two years under Ange, just because Ange moves out the door and he takes Ange ball with him in that unique mm-hmm. system of playing football, those things like intensity and all of those, you know, aspects... They should be a given for a club like Celtic. And, you know, Brendan Rogers should be able to take that on board. Neil Lennon, Ronnie Dyla, however the manager is, they should be almost fundamentals for a Celtic team. And the the, the worrying thing is that they were lacking. I don't mind if Brendan Rogers is ripping up Ange Ball and, you know, bringing in his own style of play. I'm okay with that. I trust Brendan Rogers as a coach, as a tactician. But why the players seem to have scaled it back a bit, that's more of a concern for me.
1: But is that the direction that they're given, Nortino? That is that is the only concern I have here. And I, I've been vocal about, you know, Rodgers coming back. I think he's uh, an incredible coach. I really do. I, I think one of the things I did say, though, is that I, I would just be careful tinkering with this too much. I would hope that he didn't. Um, but from all evidence, is that it's back to kind of that slow slog, um, trying to break teams down that we've seen in the final season. Um his interview uh, uh, for BBC Sports Sound today was was very interesting, in my opinion. I thought it sounded a bit of a, you know, I'm playing my card here very early to the Celtic board. We've lost quality this summer and we've not replaced it. Words to that effect. And also uh, calling out a few players, basically, um, I think it was Alistair Lamond asked him, he said, is this a case of Kamara having more games under their belt? Should never be an excuse for Celtic anyway. But he basically said, no, if you're putting the Celtic jersey on, you should be ready. And didn't look like it.
0: Yeah, I, I've, so I've not heard that. And that's that's very interesting to hear. Um, straight question for you, Paddy. We'll get into more uh, mm-hmm. during the weekly show, but straight question for now. Do you feel at this moment in time, there's potentially, and this is outside looking in, you know, we're not trying to claim insider knowledge, but do you feel there might be a disconnect between Brendan Rodgers and some of the players?
1: I think it's a transitional period. I wouldn't go as far to say that they don't want to buy into what he's doing, but they will be, the the, the players that we had, and we even look at the signings we made last summer, the signings that we made uh, in the January transfer window. Not a lot of those players pushed the eleven that finished the season before. And I think that it is it is a total transitional period. You want to buy into it. From the get go, you're gonna you're gonna do well. If you don't, and you're uncertain about how it's gonna f- unfold, you're gonna get results like that today. That's where I think we're at. Um, it's up to Rogers as a manager to l- make sure that they buy in and make sure that they they get to the level required. Um, but for me, I still think that w- today f- for me was like a, a massive loss of identity of what we've built for the last two seasons, um, and that's my, that's my concern. Um, and for me, it kind of reminded me of just uh, some of the, the poor performances in the Rodgers' first stint, um, and the kind of players coming on, and the attitude from some of like some of those players back in the the, the, the final two months. I come back to like the, the likes of Oliver Burke, Team are coming on. You know, I, I get that we were stretched for players today, but Haksibanovic coming on today, just things like that. It shows to me he's already sent to the board. This is what I'm working with. And we're that two, two weeks away. Sorry, when you go, we're two weeks away yeah. for the window the shutting.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to say that felt a bit desperate. Hakšabanović move. We've not seen one minute of Hakšabanović in the two games so far, and then you throw him on way. I don't know, twelve minutes to go or something like that at Rugby Park. It's kind of a just a throw of the dice and a roll of the dice to see what what it gets you. And yeah, as part of that it might be a shot to the board to say, this is what I'm working with at this moment in time. I think Brendan Rodgers has got two huge challenges just now. One, and do you know what I was going to say? One most importantly, they're both really important. Number one, mm-hmm. getting the players to buy in what he's looking buy into to what he's looking to do. He's clearly got a vision and a plan. He needs to to get his main players on board. And we'll get to it in a minute, but Callum McGregor's not immune to criticism here, by the way, either. He has not had a particularly good start to the season, and it's okay to say that. Club captain, great servant you know, multiple trophy winner. He's part of the the situation. He needs to pull his teammates into line and get on board. Whether some guys like it or not, Brendan Rodgers is the manager and they need to pull in uh, to what he's trying to do. The second big challenge he's got, and he mentioned it in his post-match interview, is not just getting guys in the door for numbers sake, it's getting quality in the door. If you look, Paddy, at a typical lineup towards the end of last season, you would have had Alistair Johnson line up at right back Carter, Vickers and Starfelt as your two centre-half pairings and you'd have the magic of Jota somewhere else. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and I understand you can't control the injury side, but you can certainly argue that we've not replaced or provided Brendan Rodgers with the tools to go and do what, what Ange done last season. He just doesn't have the available quality at this moment in time. He,
1: he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's not in the door one week. You know, he's, he's been here for quite a bit of time now and, uh, and I think that as much as he will be desperate for those players to buy in to what he's trying to do, he'll also be saying, well, hang on a minute. Where, where's the players in need to get in the door now to be ready for a Champions League uh, campaign that kicks off four or five weeks away? You know, I think the 19th is the first game. Uh, 19th of September, we're at the 20th of August, and it takes time. We've got an international break in there as well. It takes time for those players to get up to speed and, and have an impact in the team. Um, i wonder if he's regretting it
0: <laughs> i mean at this moment in time paddy he's he's got a squad he's got options that don't seem uh, in fact aren't ha, have proved themselves not capable of dealing with the via play league cup as you say we're now four weeks away from getting to the UEFA champions league there is so much work to be done on and off the park you know on the training pitch with the players and off the park in terms of who he brings in. Let's take it back, Paddy. Of course, this is a, a Max reaction to to the game itself. What about <laughs> what about a uh, couple of lads who have come under pressure, uh, justifiably so, I think, in recent weeks, in the shape of Joe Hart and Greg Taylor? Mm. What's your take on what they brought to the party today?
1: I'm a big a big believer of Joe Hart uh, in terms of who he's got. got in front of this many a time, I think he. He works with his front four day in, day out at training. And one change to that I think is is always thrown him. Always thrown him. Um no matter whether it's at Celtic or whether it's elsewhere, um, changes at City, I remember, that's when the mistakes would start to creep in. When it was a change of style, change of play, he just didn't like it. He likes knowing who he's got in front because I think he's comfortable holding all of them accountable as much as they will him. When it's a new player and it's two new centre halves, he's not used to how they play, they're not used to how he plays, it's gonna create just that anxiety within him, um, leading to erratic decisions. And I think we will continue to see that until it settles down a bit. Uh it has to settle down. I don't think we're gonna send a goalkeeper. I really don't. I think that's Joe Hart's getting a final season. Um, unless I, I seen Zagreb get put out last night, unless there's there's a bit of mo- with the goalkeeper, I'm entirely sure uh what the chat is with him, but nothing's materialized for his move to Fenerbahce, So I, I just don't know at this moment in time in terms of that. Um Greg Taylor, it's a total change of position. Um it's up to him to to, to show what he, he wants to be able to do. But I think when he played in that position, and even when I, when he played as an inverted fullback, I, I think to the Bodo Glamp games, that was a guy he he, he got bullied he got bullied against Bodo Glimt um I think he he mastered the domestic on the domestic side um but left back is is not his position it's not his position
0: and if left back's not his position I I don't know what is I don't know where you find for Greg Taylor I know that as an inverted fullback he showed some decent stuff in the midfield Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years I don't think he finds a a, uh a starting place, you know, around Celtic's midfield, and obviously there's a huge question mark over Burnaby. Taylor is struggling, right? It's not a witch hunt. The guy is struggling at this moment in time for whatever reason. Loss of forms, fine. It can happen to anybody. It might just be that. It might be something bigger picture. But Brendan Rodgers can see it as well as you and I can see it. Yeah. And if that's the case, what's Burnaby there for? If he, if he's not able to step in when your left, your starting left back is struggling, then I'm I'm not sure there's a place for him either. So. What we do in the last nine, ten days of this transfer window, it's anybody's guess at this moment in time, but you'd like to think that a a left-back must be on the radar somewhere, Paddy, because we've maybe papered over the cracks the last couple of seasons, but we're very, very light in that area now.
1: We are, we are, and the latest um, I'm hearing on the the Tierney front is is that he um, is is unsure um, about his future, and it's Arsenal want to sell him. Um we're not going to be able to afford Keim Tierney. I don't think they're too favourable and uh towards loan move. That's, that's another concern. Um if we don't if we don't go and land him. Because I wasn't really entirely comfortable on a loan move. Um not that I think we would sign them outright by the way, but loan move kinda what do we do at the end of that season? You know, what do we do then? We need to go looking in the market again. I'd rather get a player and get them settled and get get a couple of seasons out of them before they, they maybe move on. So I don't think it's a, a great model for Celtic, to, to be honest, because uh, I don't think we're going to sink here Tierney at the end of a loan. Um, so I, I, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned uh, more so just about the durability in our midfield. I, I, I think that I agree with you in the terms that I think McGregor is forcing himself into more mistakes because he possibly doesn't entirely trust who he's got around him. I think that's a big factor. There,
0: there might be a bit of that, Paddy, and there's also maybe a bit of uncertainty as to where he'll ultimately end up under Brendan Rodgers. Is he going to be more advanced? Was there a plan for Quan or somebody to be that defensive midfielder? Was it meant to be a water in the first place at Celtic? I, I don't know. But at the moment, he just seems a wee bit in between things Callum McGregor's a guy that usually and more often not in recent years when Celtic needs something a bit of drive he'll pick up and maybe break the lines a bit you know get beyond 2-3 players and then play a a key pass you know behind the fullback or, or through to Kyogo or something there didn't seem any potential of that from Celtic at any point today did there you know you're chasing the game we'll get to the goal in a minute but you're chasing the game you've got half an hour to go and probe and, and be patient and get something I don't want to roll out the cliche because I played till midnight and not scored, but that's that is how it felt, isn't it?
1: It, it really did. I think they're spot on. Um you can see the frustration building go as well, just coming at at one point it was in his own half, coming deep, trying to get a ball, trying to get something moving. Just so that, lost that. But even think back to the chance of it, like Matt Riley, the one it just right on his favored foot, just right down the middle like the keeper. It's this is this is the these moments are the ones I'm kind of talking about when it comes to you know who who do you want in your starting lineup when it comes to the Champions League um, because we need a better quality we really really do in several positions I know we're not going to fill all of that in this transfer window but the fact that we've allowed the likes of Tumble to kind of come back in we're kind of settling in the fact that uh, Taylor might be the number one left back with Bernabe as backup. I'd even say that we're set, it looks as if we're kind of settling with waiting on Alistair Johnson coming back as well. That concerns me. It really, really does. It doesn't seem to be any forward planning.
0: When you put it like that, Paddy, it feels like a downsizing operation, doesn't it? It feels like, remember, uh, Gordon Strachan came in post Martin O'Neill. Huge shoes to fill, of course, but basically get told you need to continue winning, but do it on a lesser budget. I but do it with for, that cannot have been the remit when Brendan Rodgers came back in, right? None of us are buying it because Brendan Rodgers isn't coming back to do a, a downsizing operation. It just won't have happened. We, we, we know him as a character and he won't have accepted that. We know that Celtic have got millions in the bank. You know, the, the statements, the financial statements tell us that. So why does it feel like we're going back? The, way? the quality's not there. Listen, Celtic could blow us out the water in the next seven to 10 days and maybe they'll have to. Maybe it'll need to be a spectacular end to the transfer window because if we don't add serious quality to this, and it might just be in the shape of two, maybe three players, will be enough. If we don't add much more than what we've got just now, Paddy, it's going to be a, a long, long old season.
1: The, the worrying thing is is that we continue though to be a reacting club instead of a proactive club. Like sorry, a reactive club instead of a, a proactive club. We think about dyla in the, the semi final against Rangers. That was enough we get Brendan Rodgers in, we think about the state of the season and the state of the squad that Neil Lennon left us in, that was enough massive money towards a rebuild and we're in a really, really strong position and we're kind of thinking, right, a bit more forward thinking from this board, a bit more, like, towards it. We lose Ange, I, I totally get, it's a big hit, but we go and get a, a really, really good manager and it just doesn't seem as if they're willing to pull the trigger. I get that there's a lot of money getting floated about for different signings here or there. We're not going to spend this amount of money. We're not going to spend that. I think it's ultimately coming down to the size of our wage bill at the moment. Um, I've seen obviously the the, the chat about James McCarthy is looking to get moved on. I don't think he's sitting on a small wage, you know, I really don't. Um, I wonder if that's the constraints that Rogers is up against. Um, And it's again, we're masters of our own downfall at points, we really are. Um, So yeah. They've got two weeks to go and blows out the water, but right they need to they need to react again, and that's the worry.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, it's funny, watching the game and watching the result unfold, I was very much of a mindset, and I do remain of the mindset, that it's not a time to panic, right? It's a bad result, a tricky place to be, but it's a team in transition, as you, as you mentioned, at the top of the piece, Paddy, and there's plenty of time. But the more you and I are talking about it, I'm almost talking myself into panic. Because I'm just real, as you say, is Taylor and Turnbull and guys like this, are these the guys that are going to be making his Champions League ready? You'd have to argue not. And all of a sudden, when you when you talk it through, it does give great cause for concern. Listen, let's park it just now. As I say, we're going to get into everything, loads of detail on the weekly show. It's myself, you, and Sinky that are catching that tomorrow. Um, Camargo scored their goals just about the hour mark. It looks like Celtic switch off, it's a bit scrappy. Greg Taylor's off the park, getting treatment at the time, so we're light at left back but we just don't defend it well enough do we I think Maeda allows the guy to get the cross in far too easily and then we've got some bodies to get through there you know there's there's a number yeah. of Celtic defenders back but Marley Watkins decent player finds himself at the back and 1-0 at that point feels like a mountain to climb or felt like a mountain to climb.
1: It did and I think that is credit to Gomanach Um I really do I think that you know what we've seen from them so far this season is that they are are, are going to go for it against everyone. I think um, it wasn't entirely them sitting in. Um, By the last 30 minutes, I think they, they knew they got the goal and that was it. The, the tactics had paid off. But they, they were everywhere today. They really were. They We didn't have a second on the ball. Um, and again, i got to go back to I think a lot of players weren't expecting that to be the case. I think they thought they could knock it about. We really know that when we go and play on a pitch like that, there's no chance of putting water on it. There's not going to be any zip to the ball at all. And we just felt as if, it just looked as if we had never played on a part like that. That that really concerned me. Um, You're professional footballers, lads. You yeah. a lot of money, do you know what I mean? What, what was
0: interesting, at halftime, when they're talking to Lenny, um, they did seem to be watering what ended up being Joe Hart's goals. For the second half, I don't know. I couldn't see if they'd water the rest of the park. So I'm not sure there. But listen, Kelly, they are well within the rights to pull out all the tricks, aren't they? You know, they've brought the lines in apparently, made the pitch tighter. We know how sticky and difficult it can be. And any small advantage they can get, frustrating as it is, and listen, you could argue the merits of whether it should be allowed in top flight football. Mm-hmm. I would suggest not, but it's at the moment it's in the rules to do what they've done with the park and stuff. Um, and it just makes it very difficult for us. Um, but that aside, it then comes down to eleven guys v11 and as we've touched on before their 11 just showed far more fight and far more desire one guy who did show about desire for Celtic i thought was young you know he yeah. came on there you know midway through the second half and he showed an eagerness didn't always come off for him but he showed a desire uh, every time he got on the ball to at least try and go and make something happen paddy and that's got to be viewed as as a positive hasn't it
1: uh, de- definitely and i think that um there's a key urgency about him and you know kind of got us into some some hopeful positions in the last twenty-five minutes. I thought that we, um, you know he he really wanted to try and push the team on. He actually seen a bit more of a a burst from a frustrated uh, Qo when he came on as well. Um, bit of nice line cut play uh, between the the both of them and uh, Yang and McGregor as well. Um, but again, I just thought that at the points he just kept on veering into the same positions as Haksivanovich. And I don't know if that is miscommunication or I don't know if it's just maybe it's too excited and trying to just be everywhere at once. Um, but I I was glad to see someone trying to take the game with the scuffle the neck and get us back into it, to be honest, and be a bit more forward-thinking. And actually, when I, I, I look at Maeda's performance today, um, controlling the ball was, was woeful woeful um so seen a bit more of that from from yang yeah it's
0: bizarre that it takes a guy from south korea who barely knows scottish football certainly won't be familiar with this fixture it's bizarre that it takes a guy like that to bring some urgency proceedings yeah. the amongst various of frustrations what about the one in the last i don't know what it was 10 minutes before we've had a break celtic right. are on the break down the right hand side and he just shells it into their goalie's arms it was incredible You Um, and I could do that, Paddy. You just (laughs) put anybody out of any level of football to do that. And you've got a guy there playing at the top level for Celtic, earning good money. And I know he's an honest player, but that is simply not good enough. 100% not good enough. Nothing to do with the park. Nothing to do with Kelly's roughhouse tactics. Nothing to do with nothing. That's just a guy who lacked the composure and quality when we needed something from him.
1: Someone had said that, like, I, I think it was Michael Sure, it was just like, I wonder if he's he's held up or something, and he's pulled up a little, and that's put him off having the run, and then two seconds later, he was running towards the byline, you know? like yeah. I'm a bit like, I, I don't know what he's seen. I don't know what he's he's thought he could do. He's not got that in his locker. He's a hit and hope kind of player when he gets to the byline, um, and that's where they should have went. That's exactly where they should have went. Uh, so, no, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. Um, it's it's not it's not a Burnaby moment where you do that and then run up and score. But uh, it just wasn't the B to be today. The frustration is
0: from my point of view, had he just held on to the ball and and made a go for it, made you know, made a B for the byline, nobody would have caught him. He could've he could have run no. as far as he, he wanted to and then found a teammate in their final third or in the box. So oh, to we're try we're and play that fast. Yeah, and it maybe just summed up the day, doesn't it? it maybe epitomise the day. There's a couple of other half chances, if you can call them that. There was there was one where Yang Yang was in and I thought he's blazed it over the bar. We've got the corner, so it must have taken a, a nick off someday. That looked like a, a huge chance and one a few chances we created. What no. do you make of uh, there's no excuse, it's nothing about I'm not making anything of this, but the penalty situation with Hag is that a penalty for you?
1: Um yes, it is. As- the only thing I think that they're they maybe looking at is that he's, he's, he's clever, Hak Havanovic, when he goes down. In um, and, and general, not just at that moment. And I think that they're looking at, is he going to go and get the, the ball in afterwards? I don't know. I don't know if he's still in full control after, but he's also he's also left his leg. And I know that most good players do that. I think that they are looking out for that. And I think it looked a bit, I don't know for me it looked a bit more obvious um but there's full contact and that's the bit i'm a bit like albeit yeah he's left his leg for that contact but that that there's a good connection there's a good connection to the, the foot um very very quickly dealt with of course very quickly dealt with um so yeah for me a penalty i get why you would look at it a bit longer than they did but definitely a penalty
0: yeah and, and it doesn't take away from all the poor stuff we've seen from Celtic today, but you've got a guy in the box and the killer defender takes a swing, gets none of the ball and gets some of Hacks Ivanovic. And for me, it's as simple a, a, as it gets. And as you say, very quickly, turned away, there was a couple of penalties at Ibrox yesterday and I mean both of them. If the two of them, the Morton and the Rangers, won our penalties for the, the minimal contact, then this has got to be a penalty. And it's the, this is an age-old moan of ours and everybody's. It's the lack of consistency with these kind of decisions. So, Listen, if Celtic had a got it, we might have just been getting out of jail with it. But you just want to see consistency, Paddy, don't you?
1: You do, you do. And like I said, like I was, I was pretty, pretty shocked to see that it, like they weren't even actually going to look at it a bit closer or anything like that. I was, I gobsmacked by it. Uh, having watched it back a bit, and I, I even think we've been slowed down a little bit, I could understand why there was just that tiny little bit of doubt. But it, it is a penalty. It is a penalty. Yeah. Um, I've heard that again. I didn't. I didn't listen to sports sounds during the game. I listened to it in the way home. Um, I heard a few of them were saying that they thought Haxamanevich should be booked for diving. <sighs> Which that's a
0: different, a different <clears throat> bit of nonsense altogether. But you know, as I say, let's not look to the penalty for an excuse. We probably would have missed it, the way we were going today. Right, right, absolutely. It's just the way things were. But not good enough from Celtic, Paddy, disappointment all round. Um, last you've already given up one of your treble trophies, so there, there's a big disappointment. From Brendan Rodgers' point of view, it's his first domestic cup loss in 25 games at Celtic. He'll be annoyed at that, there's, there's no doubt. But what's your final comments, Paddy, as we go into what's going to be a hugely important 7-10 days in the context of the season?
1: I... I'm really, like, I'm, I'm interested to see what the next two weeks hold. Um, I think that actually the next six weeks for Celtic are going to be up and down a little bit, um, just as we, we find our feet and we settle down, especially if there are more players coming in. Um, yeah, they're going to take a little bit of time to settle. Players coming back from injury will need to get up to speed as well. My big concern is if we lose any more. No, that's, my, that's my big concern. I'm worried about Hattati. I'm worried... A little bit, even a bit Carter Vickers. If we lose any, we're in for a long season.
0: Yeah, and I'm forgetting. Of course, I've not mentioned Hitati, so I'm talking about the fact that we're without Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfield, Jota, Hitati. He might even want to throw Aaron Moyer into the mix. There's too <laughs> many bodies at this stage that haven't been replaced. Some are injury. We can't, you know, can't magic wound that. But at the moment, Brendan Rodgers, he's been left with a, a lot of work to do. There's things he can and should maybe be doing better at this moment in time but you can also only do so much with a, you know, a certain type of squad and there's there's so much work to be done, Paddy. Listen, I'll let you go now and have a lie down. It's been a, a long afternoon for all of us, but thanks for joining us for this one. So Celtic exit the League Cup and it's clear there's work to be done on and off the park if we're to get where we want to be. We'll be covering it all and more in the Celtic Exchange Weekly, which will be with you on Monday night as always. But in the meantime, for myself and Paddy, thanks for joining us and enjoy the rest of the weekend if you can.